You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Here they come, self-assured and Akuta further back, Old Town Road, top of the lane. Copy that, takes over a length. Akuta on the outside of self-assured, can go, he's a sport, Old Town Road. Akuta goes to the lead now from self-assured, who looks to kick back. Akuta self-assured, the young boy, the old boy, they go to battle in the Cup, but Akuta, Akuta for the Auckland Cup, second over self-assured and third. Chris has been talking about that horse for some period of time and he's really starting to realise his potential. He's had 24 starts for 13 wins. He's a four-year-old by better's delight. Chris Barsby, good morning. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. And he's a multiple Group 1 winner as well. So as it stands right now, he won't be heading our way. It looks like they are going to give him a break. And the New Zealand Cup later in the year is going to be the obvious target for Rakuta. So a little disappointing that he's not headed to Queensland. But out of that race, copy that, he's a definite at this stage for Queensland. So Ray Green looking at bringing a number of horses across like he did a few seasons ago. Uh, So there is a direct flight from Auckland to Brisbane, I think, at the end of this week or early next week. He won't be on that flight. He'll come via Sydney, but copy that is bound for Brisbane yet again. Chris, you sent me a text message over the weekend, which I soon posted on social media as well. And this is big news that you broke regarding Merlin. Yeah, it's it's big news and it's disappointing news. So he was the second horse invited to contest the Rising Sun. That feature coming up on July 8, the big Group 1 race worth 350000 450000 if Merlin could have won. Being a three-year-old, he was eligible for a $100,000 bonus. But as we know, he was scratched from that recent feature at Addington, the size stakes feature there, the race won by Don't Stop Dreaming. Uh, he was scratched because of a hoof abscess. They've got him back to the North Island. It's still not 100% right. So uh, they said if they had it pushed on, uh, they could have done some really severe damage. So... Uh, they've decided to pull the pin, give him a break now, and, uh, and therefore we won't see him here in Queensland. So that means racing Queensland still have two three-year-old invitations to issue. It's going to be very interesting. I reckon if you're looking at uh, the options now, I think the Lost Storm and Tardelli would be the two favoured runners to gain those three-year-old spots. But disappointing that we don't see Merlin and disappointing that we don't see the legendary horseman himself, Barry Purden, back in Queensland. I want to get your thoughts a bit later after our couple of guests, Chris Ree, what you thought of Bondi Lockdown and what you also thought of Better Zip It as well on the weekend when they clashed there and both of them got beaten. But our first guest with us now, Chris. Trent Moffat joins us now. He'll be at Albion Park today. He's got a number of runners and a number of drives and he joins us now. Trent, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you going? Really well. Uh, you would be full of confidence right now, fresh off last Wednesday night. Uh, yeah, yeah, bouncing around a bit still, but um, yeah, no, it's good. Okay, so how many are you currently working? Uh, there's 16 there. I'm working about 12 of them. So. And you're doing all of the all of the work, uh, training, driving, the farrier work. You're, you're the one-stop shop. Uh, yeah, I'm um, pretty well do it all. I get a little bit of help on the weekends and Monday. Just with um, someone to work a couple together, but uh, that's about all, yeah. Okay. Well, you're a busy man, there's no doubt about it. Let's go through your runners. We start with a race two, number one, Izmir, this three year old trotter. Four runs back, she's made breaks at the start in three of the four. 
if she gets it right, can she run a bold race here today? Uh, yeah, mate, if she, she can throw it away, um, I'm sure she'll be more than competitive. Um, her work's really good. She's just uh, a bit green at the moment. Um, just not handling the old horses, sort of coming off those handicaps and getting up there with her at the start. So I've made some gear changes, and I'm hoping she'll be a bit better today. So basically it's just a confidence thing with her at the moment, the start? Uh, yeah, mate. She was always safe last year, but she was always slow away. And just being two-year-old races, there was no horses rushing up next to her. So um, she sort of got through all right last year, but just hasn't handled it this year. Okay. She stands off the front line. She's got two runners to her outside. Will that make it easier today? I think so, mate. She's just um, just got to learn. I'm just hoping that we've sort of changed the gear. Um, and she was pretty good at home the other day, so I'm hoping... I uh, make sort of too much trouble for her today. But if she does step away cleanly and she does handle it, she's capable of a top three finish? Yeah, for sure. Um, she works as well as the older potters I've got. It's just a matter of um, getting up again and um, getting the shots from out. Okay. Well, that's Izmir in race two. Your uh, other trotter goes around in the next race, race three, Natty Pagger. Are you happy with the way he's going? Because his form line indicates that he is thriving at the moment. Yeah, mate, he's improved a little bit the last month. Um, sort of had a bit of trouble with him on and off for a while now and um, seems to be trending in the right direction at the moment. So, But um, coming off 40 and 50 metres has been a bit tough for him as well. So, Well, it's not going to get any easier for him today. So he's got to overcome a 40-metre handicap and uh, it's a big field. So you don't need any bad luck going your way. No, definitely. Yeah. He, he gets away well himself. It's just a matter of how, how the others get away and how close we can get. He sort of he can't do much work, so you've got to be driving his luck and see, see how it turns out late. Okay, is Gus the horse to beat in that race? Yeah, he seemed to win. Uh, he was pretty impressive last week, so um, yeah, he, he looks the, the obvious one there, but the three-year-olds off the front, if they do everything right, they've got plenty of ability as well. Okay, good call there. Race four, you've picked up the drive on Matatoki. You, you've driven this guy before. Uh, he's fresh up today. Any expectations? Uh, he always seems to run a consistent race for Mike. Um, he's a pretty consistent trotter, so um, I think if he can get away well, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be thereabouts. Yeah, looks really open, that race, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, you know, they pass the trotter, they, they're all pretty even, so... Uh, just got to hope we can lean in the right spot and get a bit of luck. Okay. And then in race seven today, you've got the drive on Gillaby Gizmo. Correct me if I'm wrong. You've won here at Albion Park with this guy before, haven't you? Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I put him in my last drive on him. Um, it was a while ago, but um, I have driven him a fair bit for Ricky over the years, and I think I've won three or four races on him. Okay. So from barrier one today, does this sort of set up nicely? You're going to get that easy trip? At his absolute best, it'll be um, perfect for him. Um, he seems to be a little bit down on form at the moment, but um, yeah, at his best, this grade of horse is pretty right up and down. He really is pretty to fully grade, and, um, and, and the 2100 should suit him as well. Yeah, well, I was going to ask about that. Do you prefer him at the mile or 2100 suits? I'm well, probably not a lot of distance, but I have uh, pretty much 2100 when he's going really well, and he, he really sticks on good, so. I don't think the distance will be any trouble. Okay, so which runner are you most confident about today? Uh, it's a bit of a tough one. Um, 
Uh, probably Nutty Tiger. He's pretty reliable from the stand. So um, if he can get a bit of luck, he should be uh, finishing off well. Okay, we'll go with Natty Pagger there. Just going back to last Wednesday night, um, were you shocked that Vanity Bay won the, the series overall? Uh, I was a little bit, Chris. I, um, I, I was pretty confident going into the races that, they, that him and Mr Diamond could win their races. I didn't really imagine that he could set the time. Like, honestly, thought the last race being a high-class race would go any faster. But it just played out really whirly. It was perfectly rated. Young Angus Garrard had to drive 26-6 that uh, back straight quarter. He finished off in 27-7. So there's definitely speed in those legs. Yeah, for sure. It's a concept that suits him. Um, he, he is a short horse horse. And, um, yeah, he, re- he really done it well. Angus gave him a treat and uh, he got the job done. So just tell me, just with last Wednesday night, that was race seven, so you still had another three races to go. How did you watch those last three races? I was pretty nervous, to be honest. Um, I was pacing up and down, I think, all night. Um, But uh, it was a bit of a relief at the end, but, um, yeah, yeah, that was great. Well, he's been good for your stable. I I did a quick tally. 11 starts, three wins, two minors. So uh, he's performed really well. Yeah, he's been pretty consistent, mate, and um, hopefully we can keep him headed in that direction. Um, he's done a super job already, so whatever he does from here is only a bonus. So is he capable of coming back to Albion Park and winning a, a Saturday night race? I think so, mate. I, I do think it'll have to be the right time of year, though. Um, coming into the Winter Carnival, they're a bit strong at the moment, so um, I'll probably just see how the field's look over the next couple of months, whether we stay at have a go on a Saturday night. Okay, so you just keep him uh, ticking along? You've got no plan of giving him an ease up at any stage? Uh, not just yet, but uh, maybe in a month's time if the ratings are as they'll be apart, we might just give him a week or two off and um, try and have him back up for the end of the carnival. All right, excellent. And you've got the float? Oh, yeah, it looks, it looks good behind the car at the moment, yeah. Right, uh, is it a three-horse or four-horse angle load? Uh, three-horse. Excellent. Proudly uh, sponsored there by Otto Tuza, VIP Horseways. Hey, Trent, congratulations last Wednesday night and uh, continued success. Hopefully there's a winner for you to there today. Thanks, mate. Thank you. There's Trent Moffat joining us. So uh, he's got a couple of good chances there. Let's speak with Wayne Graham because he's got some really interesting runners here today. He's got a first starter and he's got a key runner that's uh, fresh up in the last race, drawn barrier one. So going to be a, a bit of a lead here for punters to see what he's thinking with his runners today. Wayne joins us now. Wayne, good morning. Morning, Chris. Uh, let's start with race number six. Go Colour My World, a first starter. What are the expectations here today? Um, oh, as long as he goes around, does everything right and finishes it off, Chris. Um, yeah, he, he doesn't go too bad. He's um, Yeah, he's sort of still learning. He... Um, yeah, he, he trialled pretty good the other day. So, um, yeah, we're sort of hoping that he... Like I said, I am... Yeah, as long as he does everything right and, and finishes it off, I'll be reasonably happy, I think. OK, gate nine. Uh, were you happy with that draw or were you hoping for a front-line draw? It didn't really matter. No, probably first start. Like, he, he can get a little bit, um, little bit fizzy, so it mightn't hurt him just, you know, like... Follow out behind. He's under no pressure to 
you know, try and get forward or do anything. So, no, like I said, I, I, you know, it's sort of better. Sometimes it is better than drawing six or seven, you know. So, um, no, from there, you know, like I said, can follow through when he does everything right, you know. All right. Just on that trial, that was uh, Monday week ago, the standalone trial session. He was able to win that trial, beating the stable mate, sheer artistry. But, uh, you know, he showed plenty there that, uh, you know, he's obviously got ability and, uh, you know, in, in time to come, he's going to knock up winning races. Yeah, I, I, I think he will come all right. Like, um, when we first got him, um, when he first came over, um, him and the other one, um, I think um, there wasn't a great deal between them, but um, he sort of tended to get a little bit revvy and sort of wanted to, to get on with it, you know. Um, so we, we sort of spent a fair bit of time, or Lynn did, she drove him all the time, and we sort of settled him down. And he, he was starting he's starting to relax, you know. So, um, yeah, I think once he, once he learns to relax and, and not try to go flat strap all the bloody time... Um, I think he he will turn out all right. You know he's he's a bit of a runner in his gear. He's not the sort of smoothest going horse, but um, I think when he gets a bit older, he'll he'll gain a bit more strength and sort of have a little bit more control over his gait. You know. Okay, well that's go colour my world in race number six, and then in the last race today, my dad said fresh up. He's been off the scene for some time. He trialled recently. Uh, Again, expectations here in the last race. Oh, I, I think you know if he finishes, you know it's it's pretty handy field, Chris. You know I know he's got the draw and everything, but um, yeah, like he, he'll be like the others have got match fitness on their side. Um, but you know it's, it's from the alley. I've changed a bit of gear on him, and um, you know Leonard drove him in the trials, and he said he he felt quite sharp. Um, he sort of. Felt the day he was going to go straight past the leader, but he said he got there and just sort of wanted to stay. But, um, you know, sort of um, wasn't greatly worried about it. We'll give him a couple of runs, get his fitness up, and then we'll see whether we change a bit of gear back on him or not, you know. But, um, no, I don't mind the horse. Like, I only gave him those few starts. Um, he's only had four, four or five starts, I think, you know. So, And he's grown a lot. He was... When we first got him, he was only a little, little short, fine little fella. But he's um, he hasn't grown a great deal, but he's he's really thickened up and and everything, you know. But no, I sort of on his those couple of starts I gave him before I turned him out. Um, yeah, he showed us how he's got a little, little bit of ability there. Mm. Was he a surprise packet with what he did in that first campaign? As you said, he's only had the four starts. He's won twice. So did he surprise you? With how quickly he came to hand? No, they they said when he when we got him, like he, I think when he won his two year old at wherever he won at Albury or somewhere, like he led from six alley, and uh, you know, and I I don't I must admit I don't follow Albury, but you know you got to have a fair bit of gate speed to lead from that. They said, and the time he run was quite reasonable, but um, you know, so it's sort of hard to line up when you go from those tracks and then you get to Albion, you know, but um, I must admit, the, the couple of runs I did give him, um, yeah, he's, I didn't think he had that much in his work at home, wasn't, it was all right, but it didn't show anything outstanding, but he did show he had a bit of zip about him, you know, so, um, 
Yeah, we we just sort of because he was such a little fella, we just turned him out and gave him plenty of time. And yeah, and then he was due to come back, and something happened. He put on the accident prone horse, so uh, that's why he was out for so much longer. You know. Yeah, as you said, it's a, it's a strong lineup, and uh, they've all got fitness. So he's giving away uh, experience and fitness today. Yeah, that's it. Like he's got the alley. So like I said, I spoke to the owner last night, and I said like if he's not in the first three or four, unless they go ballistic time, I'll be a little bit disappointed, you know. But um, probably won't be the first time being disappointed our horse has gone. So yeah, we'll just see how we go. All right, so there's the two runners today hoping for uh, good showings, but whatever they do today, there's obviously going to be more improvement to come. Speaking of stable stars, the last uh, Breeders' Classic winner, Talk Like Motion, what's the uh, update with her? Yeah, I just gave her, um, oh, she probably had a, a week week off after that. Um, we're not going to, we're just sort of going to try and keep her to the oaks if she's going to step up. <coughs> Excuse me, but um, no, we're just going to space the runs and just concentrate on the, you know, on the sort of regular folks. And if she's good enough, whether she, you know, goes to Albion and that, you know, but yeah, I won't be doing a great deal with her because <coughs> most of them uh, seem to come a bit better with a bit of age, that breed of hers, you know, so yeah. Okay, I'm keen to ask. I'm keen to ask this question. Um, on what she showed as a two-year-old, I thought she had great scope and she could continue to improve. How have you assessed her this time and as a three-year-old? Has she gone to that next level or is she sort of, has she plateaued? Where, where do you sort of see her? I think she's plateaued a bit, Chris. You know, like I, I, I really liked her as a two-year-old. God, she had, you know, she did have really good speed. And then, yeah, she just, yeah, I know she went through a flat spot there. I don't know whether it was her or me, but something just wasn't right. Um, then we turned around, I sort of brought her back, and I've been a, a lot happier with her this time. You know, like I sort of know the breed because I've had, I think I've had every one out of uh, talk in motion. I've, I've had all the foals, so I, I know the breed. But um, you know, they they're not known for their strength. Um, but she, the other week when she ran second, even though, um, you know, she got beaten, but I thought she, she showed a lot more fight. Like she did a bit of work, death seated, and then only got nailed on the line, you know, so, <coughs> excuse me. But, um, that, that sort of showed me that she, yeah, had a little bit more to her. And then the other night, um, yeah, she's not really a leader, Chris, you know, but she sort of went away from him and then she waits for him. And um, I, was, I was getting a bit cranky with her, but, um, you know, when um, Adam Tors got up alongside of her, she did sort of fight on again, you know, so that pleased me anyway, you know. Mm. Uh, you've mentioned the Reckless Oaks. That's June 24. She's yet to race at, the, at that track. Any concerns? Um, I don't think so, Chris. You know, I, you know, like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll give her a lead-up run. So, you know, maybe if I look, I might look to give her a run there. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think so. You know, I'll, I'll probably talk it over the show and see what he thinks. But um, no, she's she's pretty track, she's trackable. 
um, you know, that sort of way. You know, she can be a little bit funny going to the score, <laughs> the score up, but um, no, otherwise, you know, she's she's pretty straightforward. Okay. Well, she's an exciting filly. There's no doubt about it. Five from 13 against her name. Talk like motion. Wayne, really appreciate the time. Best of luck with those two runners today. We'll see you trackside. Okay, buddy. Thanks. There's Wayne Graham joining us. So, Steve, uh, Townsville to race one fast approaching. On the other side of Townsville, we'll have that little chat. And racetrack Ralphie will give us the good oil for today's meeting as well. 11 races. And, Chris, so just that race the other night with Bondi lockdown and also better zip at both missing a place, and it was a bit of a rough result there, Chris, but uh, artillery winning it at $26. What do we make of all that? Yeah, that's a good question, Steve. Um, I don't know what to make of it. I'll watch the replay, and yeah, they never really threatened at any stage, and it was the outsider artillery uh, that was able to drive through. He was well driven to score, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure what to make of those two efforts there. I, I know Bondi Lockdown is backing up this Saturday night at Menangle, and that's a really strong free-for-all again there on the weekend. So many of those horses that uh, are lining up on Saturday night are certainly keeping an eye on Brisbane for the carnival features coming up next month. So I think this Saturday night will certainly tell us a lot more. So maybe we just forgive and forget, and uh, we'll watch closely again this Saturday night. All right, racetrack Ralphie is with us. We've got a race in about two minutes from Hamilton. Chris, it's uh, favourite there is number seven at $2.70, and those dividends at Townsville I'll check shortly as well. But racetrack's with us now. Okay, Ralphie, good morning. Morning, Chris. Where do we find the best bet today at the creek? Look, I think we're going to have to head to race five, which just happens to be the first of the pacing races on the card today. And it's also the opening leg of the main TAB Quaddy, so take that in mind. We're going to go with number four, Jackie Moon. And he's a fairly talented three-year-old, and he's backing after being uh, backing up after narrowly beaten uh, here at the creek last week when he was runner-up behind Carter Grant in the uh, Q-Bred Breeders Classic Consolation. Look, he's still yet to win at the creek, but I think uh, this race is a very gettable one for him today. And the Darren Wicks, Kylie, Rasmussen, Train, Gelding draws well. He's nearing his peak fitness, and with the services of Angus Garrard, he looks very hard to beat. So we're going race five, number four, Jackie Moon. Okay, so Jackie Moon it is. That's the first leg of the tab quaddy, the main tab quaddy. So we can go one out there. Certainly can. All right, sounds good. Race five, number four, Jackie Moon. That's the best bet for today. They're at the start here, Hamilton, for a hurdle race. Just quickly, we've got the, the flashing red set-down for decision this Saturday night, 11 races. But more importantly, Leap to Fame's back in action. He won a stand start trial here on Friday, beating uh, Hot and Treacherous and Manila Playboy. Many were thinking he'd go to the flashing red, but he lines up under mobile conditions. So he's going to be the highlight for sure and certain. Oh, I certainly will, and I think uh, Greg's keeping that one up his sleeve for Redcliffe Cup. Mm, OK, so we'll watch closely there. Merlin's out of the uh, the, the rising sun, the Queensland Cup. He may have got the LTF uh, virus. May have claimed <laughs> another one. Yeah, it looks like it, that's for sure. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Hey, Ralph, we appreciate the time, appreciate the tip. Race 5, number 4, Jackie Moon. We'll see you trackside later today. OK, thanks, Chris. Awesome. So there's Racetrack Ralphie joining us and Steve. So, yeah, Merlin's out. A couple of interesting horses for our carnival stepped out last night at the trials. Harry Stamper, the star trotter, uh, he went around. He's only had the one run back. He was, of course, the New South Wales Trotters derby winner last season. He trialed, probably got a little keen getting up to the gate, according to Anthony Butt last night. Bollinger trialed. 
Holly Basil trialed, Molly's Ace trialed. Sevy looked really sharp for Andy Gath as well. So a couple of nice horses. And we'll have plenty more news coming up tomorrow, in particular with a couple of Kiwis as well.